Hey everyone, it's Andres, and I'm doing another reaction video. Someone else is announcing that, or being asked the question if they're leaving California too. So I haven't seen this video. I'm curious about it. Uh, I'm, a, I'm familiar with the Dave Rubin report, so I have an idea that this is a, a sit-down, long-form uh, interview. This is just a clip of that, though. The question being, is Adam leaving California too? So I haven't seen this. I'm, I'm interested in checking it out. I'm not entirely sure what he has to weigh in on all this besides just another, I guess, uh, high-profile celebrity. Uh, for those of you that are familiar with Adam Carolla in being, that just another one of those types is going to be leaving because since my last reaction video, uh, more um, high-profile celebrities, businesses, and business types have announced that they're leaving or have already left. So this is just another one of those that are, have the ability to leave in what is called the California Exodus or Cal Exit. Although there's another thing about Cal Exit. Anyway, also hashtag said California. So let's find out what this is all about. I'm Dave Rubin and this is the Rubin Report. Joining me today is a best-selling author, co-star of the wonderful documentary No Safe Spaces and host of the Adam Carolla Show podcast. Adam Carolla, welcome back to the Rubin Report. Always good to be back, Dave. All right, Carolla, we got a lot to do here because this is my last interview of 2020. And we said, who can we get on the show to end the year that is not completely f***ing bananas, and you were on the short list. There were only about two other people, and we couldn't get them, so we got you. You're on the short list of Dave Rubin's sane people. How does that make you feel? You know, when I write my next autobiography, it's going to be titled From the Short Bus to the Short List, the Adam Carolla story. Nice to be on the short list. Yes, you, you have done it, my friend. All right, first off, I got to ask you something because there is a rumor going around town. My guys, my team seem to believe this rumor that you're moving to Texas. Now, when I talk about short lists, on my short list of L.A. people, I got Adam Carolla, I got Dennis Prager, I got Larry Elder, John Voigt. That's it. Are you, are you leaving us? You're going to Houston? No, not just yet. I did a hit on Tucker Carlson, uh, I guess, last week, and they brought the van to my house. And uh, Tucker always does the, when you leave in L.A. Yeah. And I think he, he grew up in, I think, L.A. and San Diego. So a lot of the guys... And uh, him and Shapiro are the two when you leave in L.A. guys because they were in L.A. and they, they left and I've always been in L.A. So just off the cuff, because we're in this van that was a satellite van, I just as an imp improvisational comedian, I just said, oh, Tucker, as soon as this hits over, I'm going to commandeer this van and I'm driving to Houston. And for some reason, that didn't come across as a joke to a lot of people, but you should have seen that it was a joke, people, because I, if, I, if I was going to Houston, I would certainly do it on a Southwest flight. I don't think I'd commandeer <laughs> you, you, you a $250,000 satellite van. You wouldn't take the satellite van from Fox News and drive that all the way to Texas. You'd, you'd do it first class on Southwest. I get it. All right. Okay, so 
uh, I guess this is piggybacking off something I, I, I didn't see. I did not know that. Uh, I guess Adam is promoting a, a documentary that he did. So he's doing the press and all that. Uh, I did not hear about him possibly leaving California. But with respects to Dave's shortlist, yeah, that's pretty much among the top name of conservatives that seem to remain uh, in California. So uh, that's that's a pretty fascinating list. Uh, of note, Dave is not a uh, conservative. In fact, he's, uh, I guess you could say... He identifies as a libertarian, um, but he wasn't uh, he wasn't a conservative, uh, and he doesn't really hold conservative values. Uh, uh, and he'll be the first to admit it too. He's just someone that invites uh, people of all walks of life to come have a conversation with him on his show, which is why I really respect his his program because he had a lot of different individuals on his program, ranging from all walks of life. So anyway, let's proceed. I feel like just from a mileage standpoint, it would cost much more to take that satellite van. All right. So I'm glad to hear it. Sounds like you're staying for a little bit. But I did have you over for dinner a couple months ago, and you said you were on a three-year plan. And mm -hmm. we're watching Cali just fall apart. I'm a, I'm a native New Yorker, but I've been here seven years. You're, you're from SoCal, man. What the high hell is going on here? Yeah, my kids are just getting into high school, if you want to call it getting into high school, because I walked into both their bedrooms this morning, and they're both laying in bed with their covers over them. And I went, hey, I thought it was school time. And they're like, we're on the Zoom class from underneath a, a comforter. Um, you know, what's happened to L.A., it, it kind of, I, I always thought of L.A., and, and, and even California for sure, as kind of that hot blonde from high school that was always the bell of the ball, didn't have to study very hard, phone rang every Friday night for a date, really was able to kind of get by in her looks and kind of cruise. And now that blonde is 47 years old <laughs> and not the bell of the ball anymore. And, you know, if you listen to Gavin Newsom, that guy, I've heard interviews with him going, hey, man, where are you going to go? It's like, it's like the 47-year-old blonde saying to the the football star hey don't you want some of this and it's like no not i can find some of that in texas or arizona or nevada or nashville tennessee or whatever but there's a kind of a thing where it's like when you're used to being the bell of the ball you don't study that hard you don't try that hard i mean california was always like we got the beaches we got the mountains we got uh, all we got disneyland we got all this great stuff so it's like well what about how hospitable you are to business. Well, don't worry about that. We got Malibu. Right. And what they didn't really factor on, I mean, there's a few things. First off, smart people don't want to just hang out and be essentially abused by their government. Mm -hmm. That's that's number one. Number two, there's a part of it that's just practical. Like, I grew up out here. My parents my mom had a vw square back she had like a 70s vw station wagon my dad drove a vw bug forget about driving to arizona we couldn't get to van eyes from north hollywood without the thing <laughs> vapor locking and like i talked to a friend of mine uh dicky from the boss tones the lead singer from the band the boss tones and he was like yeah i moved to arizona i'm like oh so you gotta go he's like I, the drive's not bad I got a great car. It's 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 got why, you know, it's it's got Sirius XM and a and a 
uh, heater in the seat. And it's like, it's, it's not that big deal. Like physically the transportation, you know, the, the 10 flights a day that are going from uh, Burbank to Phoenix mm-hmm. or jet sweet X, you know, like you can get to salt Lake city in uh, 55 minutes. Like there's a, there's a kind of tangible mechanical part of this, which is when I was a kid, if you wanted to move, like, buying a ticket on an airline was a big deal mm-hmm. like packing mm-hmm. up a rider truck again physically didn't have cars that could make it you know it's it's all kind of doable now okay that is actually a really really good point um we have all these municipal airports um southern california the ones i can immediately think of the top of my head would be uh, burbank long beach uh, there's john wayne airport in orange county uh, there's other little ones too but that point being made about a commute not not like the back in the days i'm talking about right now before we had the lockdowns because of the pandemic and all that just to get 25 miles from north orange county to central los angeles depending on the time of day because there is no rush hour it's just rush day just that some parts of the day are more rushed than the others uh, you would have to plan at least a one-hour commute to get there, depending on what time you left. So let's say you were leaving around 10.30 a.m. You can conceivably get to downtown Los Angeles between 45 minutes to an hour. If you were leaving before that, let's say between 7 and 10 a.m., you got to plan for an hour and a half. That is crazy just to cross 25 miles in one direction. And that's just trying to get to work. Uh, the way back is worse. So why, I don't know. Maybe because people get to work later, but they all leave at the same time, uh, part-timers, whatever it is. The point is the way back is even worse. The commute can be two hours, two and a half hours. Uh, in some of the, uh, the work that, that, that we do um, for construction, I have employees that travel out about 45 to 60 miles out from a job site to get to the job site. And to them, that's more convenient than actually living locally in Los Angeles because uh, the high cost of living, too much traffic and all that is like, yeah, but you got way more traffic going the other way. Yeah, but the cost of living is cheaper outside of LA. That's the payoff for staying in traffic. Now, the most extreme sense would be those that live in Bakersfield and commute to Los Angeles for work by car. Bakersfield is on a clear day, no traffic, at least an hour and a half away. Somehow that's better. So there's some individuals that perhaps don't need to be taking their car and they're fine taking flights that would do a, either a, a ride and share because there are a lot of ride and shares, but those don't exactly commute as far. Uh, and you still got in some cases sit in that traffic, uh, but those that can would take the planes trains also uh, my brother is actually one of those he works in uh, in downtown los angeles and he commutes uh, by train that's the fastest way he gets about so yeah what uh, what adam was saying that it, it, in terms of moving around um it's it's weird because it's not just vehicular travel anymore it's trains and planes just to get from one point to another just to skip all the traffic that's crazy. Uh, and there are some people that do work from out of state that commute to here through plane because it's 
sometimes the same amount of distance should they be living here but they got a better they got a better home outside of uh, of here and those that can are moving out like he's saying before it was very difficult to try to pack up and leave now it is uh, more doable than before uh, vehicles can uh, make the cross across the rocky mountain uh, chain uh, for those of those of you that have ever been to California and traveled out to Las Vegas from here, that's the Rocky Mountain chain that many people talk about for which is why the vehicles don't make it up that mountain. Um, so now that vehicles, uh, more recent ones can, uh, and some people that have upgraded their vehicles can make that move, are making that move. And I know a lot of people that have already been doing so, which is, which is crazy. But yeah, let's finish this interview. So, so what do you think the future of this town is? I think you probably have a couple Hollywood friends that still talk to you. I've got one or two that would not be happy if I mentioned their name. Um, but do you think that this town is just now condemned between Garcetti at the, at the city level and Newsom at the state level? Do you think we are just truly condemned and now Gascon, this new DA, who's not going to arrest people for prostitution or resisting arrest or a series of other things like how much worse can it get do you think well maybe just a little bit and then maybe it's time like you know like a horrible alcoholic maybe this is the i've stolen my kid's piggy bank i'm gonna break it open to buy some malt liquor and i now catch a glance of myself in the mirror and i've hit rock bottom like maybe that see you in the mirror thing maybe we're there I was thinking about Gaston. It's like loitering is not going to be a problem. Trespassing, not going to be a problem. Underage drinking is not going to be a problem. Prostitution is not going to be a problem. And I thought, where the f*** was this guy when I was in high school? (laughs) (laughs) I could have really used this DA when I was in high school. Not only that, you can steal up to $900. That's what they're telling you. You So you could steal a PlayStation 5 and like seven games, but you go into the eight game range, now you're in trouble. Yeah, it, it, it all seems like a very eerie harbinger. But I hear you, you brought up Hollywood, like our Hollywood friends. Um, if you think about this, uh, Los Angeles, Hollywood, L.A., always been the sort of hub of production, right? And everything was filmed. Everything, every TV show anyone ever saw around the world was filmed in, you know, Burbank or Culver City or somewhere in Hollywood. I mean, I've been on all those, all the, I've been all the stages. I've been all the lots. I used to be at Hollywood Center Studios doing the man show and and we did crank anchors there. I did love line there. And at a certain point, they started getting greedy. They started over-regulating. They started over-taxing. And so what did the most liberal people on the planet do? They started drifting into Atlanta. They started going to Canada start going to Prague. I mean, they literally just left. So it was called runaway production. And at some point, some semi-sober person thought, we can't just have all of this money just physically leaving the state. And they course corrected a little bit. They were like, well, why don't we offer some incentives for these businesses, Hollywood, not to leave the state to do all, as, as I probably told your audience, um, I drove from this studio where I am sitting right now. Uh, Brian Cranston came in and did the show. Brian's a good guy, probably one of the more liberal guys in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
he said, like, I got to catch an Uber to Burbank to the Burbank airport. And I said, I'll drive it to the Burbank airport. It's four miles away. Then we jumped in my car. And while we were driving there, he was explaining that Breaking Bad was supposed to be filmed out here. But, of course, they're going to New Mexico to film. And, of course, they lost all that money and all the tourism dollars and all that kind of stuff. So at some point, they kind of wised up and they said, let's give some incentives for these guys to stay. And I got to believe at some point they're going to try to do that with business. If you're looking for more honest and thoughtful conversations about comedy. Okay. Um, that's, that's actually pretty good. He touched on a, uh, a couple of things there. And I'm going to like this video. I actually, I actually like that one. Uh, touched on, uh, on some things because um, there is the, the tax incentive to stay here. For anyone that follows any anything that I do on my on my website www.theandrewsegova.com, uh, you would know um, I have a bunch of other interest podcasts that I do, uh, such as movie culture, talk TV, and all that stuff, and soundtracks. I separate that uh, from from films because I love talking about. If we're gonna talk soundtracks, video games, television, and and film score, I, I talk it all. So uh, it's it's my my favorite subject. There was this. Um, problem uh, that occurred in in hollywood that uh whenever they're working on a budget for for a film one of the first budgets or sections of that budget that gets gutted is the budget for music and uh it sucks for uh for the musicians that are um union based here in los angeles but sometimes that happens and you would have more i guess cookie cutter soundtracks by studios because you know it's cheaper to go that route for which is why you hear these generic soundtracks and that sucks uh but every now and then some uh, uh some directors and such they do want that particular sound of a, of a more organic feel maybe some original score and maybe they care about the music so they want that but the budget will not permit for them to use the more expensive real orchestras here. So they actually started using orchestras outside of California. Uh, the two probably most popular ones, well, actually three, but one's across the pond, the London Symphony Orchestra, but they have a long queue. Everybody wants to use them, so they have a long queue. All right, forget that one. But more locally based in the United States, two of them. The Seattle Symphony Orchestra, and I believe the other one was the was a Utah-based symphony. I forget what they were called. But these two um, um, orchestras were, were used more to provide the music for uh, the films that were being done. Um, and the... The Hollywood-based orchestras, the freelance and the and the and the made-up orchestras, they got upset about about that. So uh, they wanted the the unions to be writing under clause. For any film that's being filmed in Los Angeles, uh, they cannot use outside orchestras. They have to use orchestras in Los Angeles. This was several years ago, maybe a decade ago. Uh, and when that happened, you, that's when you started getting this influx of a lot more generic soundtracks. Uh, unless the budget allowed for it, it wasn't really happening there. Uh, just because you know, you're trying to corner people into using something. It's like, okay, then I'll just take the entire production out of here so that's what he was uh, mentioning adam carolla about a runaway production because exactly what's happened uh there's a tv shows films that have gone out georgia is probably one of the most popular places in recent years where you would you would hear the walking dead started filming there a lot of disney productions were being done out of there before it became completely contentious last year uh 2019 that is so yeah you know it's 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 a lot of um uh a lot of crazy 
stuff that happens in California, that's just at the entertainment level. When we talk about the tax level, I mean, people people move out of here because they can afford a home, an actual home outside mm-hmm. of California. Um, some of their jobs that uh, have relocated to uh, to some of these other uh, more free economic states like Texas and Arizona, uh, they would have openings for individuals from here. I know people whose businesses had le- their main companies, their headquarters had left the state and they ended up following suit because the company gave them that option to do so. You know, um, a lot of the tech giants here, particularly in Cupertino, one of the ways that they were addressing the, I guess, the the housing affordability crisis was they would pay for a lot of these um, apartment projects being built and they would use them as they were I utilize them as housing for their employees. How sustainable that was, I don't know. It, uh, I actually covered it in my previous um, news roundups that I did throughout the year discussing that, but that, and a lot of it was before the pandemic that they were devoting this much money. But then some people didn't want to be locked into a room for a lockdown period. It's like, dude, you, you're like incarcerated in your own apartment. You can't go anywhere. Rather have your own space if you can, where you can enjoy if you're going to be stuck at home. So I know some people that had it harder than others. Um, the, the draconian measures the state has taken uh, to to try to battle the the pandemic, um, it's uh, based on the science hasn't been working. But they continuously try to uh, control more. So every time they open just a little bit, individuals in their first chance they get would. They leave California. It's happened in New York also. Everywhere there's been the strictest lockdown measures, you see the bigger exodus happening. And those that have been in San Francisco and Los Angeles are trying to get out of the city, but want to remain in Los Angeles, uh, want to remain in the state. But there are those that are in the state that have taken their chances and gotten out of here altogether. Uh, and that's been changing the political landscape of the of, of the rest of the United States. Um, that's why you heard about a lot of states that are genuinely considered red states have either gone uh, purple or in some cases even blue because of the many people that have left from here, for which is why some other states are actually limiting how many individuals uh, are being received as residents into new states where they're giving priority to the locals there. That's crazy, but that's what's going on. That's the kind of stuff about this California exodus that's going on. Um, as a matter of fact, New York is now on the on the chopping block when it comes to what I had talked about before in a previous episode, uh, where because of the census, and this is not going to be for this one in the case of New York, but there, uh, the next time they do take the census, if this keeps up, along with California, they will lose representation in the House of Representatives. That means they'll have less representatives because of the population shrinkage that's been happening uh, in, in these two states, particularly California. The, and the last census, California was the first time they did not gain a seat. In this census, it's, it's assumed that it's going to lose a seat in the House of Representatives. So that's the kind of exit we're talking about. But anyway, I, I'm glad I reacted to this one. Um, this was actually uh, not exactly what I was expecting, but um, something a little a little different. So for those of you that have joined me for this reaction video, thank you so much. Um, you can follow my stuff at www.theinjustigova.com. Remember to like, share, and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, share across all the socials when it comes to the podcast catchers, wherever, however you're listening to this, across everything. And of course, don't forget to follow me on the socials wherever I am still available the most up-to-date you'll find will be on my website because there are changes that i am making or have already made depending on when this episode goes up so that's it thank you so much for joining me on this one happy new year and i'll see you on the next one